Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The way they talk to you, it's just, it's just so sharp and just so angry. I asked my oldest daughter, I said, what do you want to do with your life? She goes, I like birds. <laughs> Did you even hear the question I asked you? <laughs> she goes, yeah, I like birds. I want to be an ornithologist. All right. So she's not moving out. You'll ask me all the time, you saving for college? <laughs> no, I got a master's degree. Look what I do. <laughs> no, it's true. I actually got a bachelor's degree in history. And then when I got out of school, imagine that, none of the big history factories were hiring. <laughs> So I went back into school for psychology, got my master's degree, but halfway through, I got on stage for the first time, fell in love with it, and never looked back. Now, I have no regrets, but I'm sure my parents needed a little more convincing. That's why I don't care how much you love your parents. I love mine to death. You're mad at something they did to you growing up. Don't get revenge in a way that ruins your own life. Take some planning and have a laugh together. I got a master's degree in clinical psychology. That's what you got to do. Do what I did. Let them pay for seven years of college. <laughs> then on graduation day, say, I'm going to be a comedian. That works. <laughs> the look on my mother's face was worth every test. <laughs> every essay I wrote. <laughs> like, you mean like in Vegas? Close, Utah. <laughs> That's where the money at, mama. That's where I'm going. Besides, you can't give kids advice based on now. The world changes too fast. Your advice becomes obsolete. Like the baby boomers, they heard from their Depression-era parents, get in with the company at the bottom, work your way to the top, because that worked for them. But when they grew up, it was all about education. They couldn't move ahead, so they told my generation, stay in school. We heard it like a mantra, stay in school, stay in school. Now we've all got master's degrees and we're comedians. 
<laughs> so before I tell my kids anything, I gotta be a fortune teller. I gotta see who's gonna be running things in 20 years. You think I'm telling my daughter to stay in school? I'm telling her Chinese guys are hot. <laughs> I'm not the only one with this plan. I'm glad to hear it. That's good. No, I stayed in school forever, but I know I told my daughter, you want to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, I'm happy to pay for it. But if you want to get a philosophy degree, just so you can know why they want fries with that, you're doing that one on your own dime, sweetie. That's not, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I was a history major in college, which I think is both cool and ironic, because that's pretty much what my degree is. History. Yeah. I don't use it too much up here, but I don't know. I love, like, I love it. I still read a lot of history books. I used to, so much reading in history uh, studies. Like, I used to always get in that reading trance. You know that reading trance where you think you're reading, but then you realize you're not really reading. You're just <laughs> moving your eyes back and forth and thinking about what you're going to eat next. <laughs> wow, how long have I not been reading this book? Right, you gotta flip a few pages back. Where, where did I start? Page 75, and looks like I stopped paying attention at 76. Wow, wow, that was bad. You know, I'm trying to read more. Uh, it's, you always feel so accomplished when you finish a book, don't you? You know what I mean? Do you ever try to like sort of kind of like casually work it into a conversation where it doesn't belong? You know what I mean? Right, you know, you just, just sort of want to drop it somewhere. I mean, like for example, I recently finished a book about the Transcontinental Railroad. Yeah, that's it. I just wanted you all to know that. I just finished a book about the transcontinental. Thank you. Thank you. No, I just uh, recently uh, went back to college, finished my degree. Thank you. Thank you. I went, uh, uh, got my degree in philosophy. Applause isn't necessary. Maybe it's appropriate response. No, seriously, I have a philosophy degree, so now, now I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedian, an actor, and a philosopher. So I have, I have three ways of not making money. Very good. But it was interesting taking philosophy. I don't know if anybody's ever taken a philosophy class, but one of my first classes, I get in there, I'm sitting in there, and the uh, professor walks in, and he goes, <coughs> The very first thing you need to understand about philosophy is that there are no absolute truths in the universe. Now I'm sitting there just like you guys are probably sitting there thinking, wow, the tests in this class are going to be easy. <laughs> I started thinking, I was like, hey. He's like, yes? Um, yeah, um, well, if, okay, if, the, okay, if there are no um, absolute truths in the universe, would not the statement that there are no absolute truths be an absolute truth, <laughs> thus negating the idea that there are no absolute truths? <laughs> Why don't we just go ahead and play hangman? <laughs> We had one class where all we talked about 
was chairs. <laughs> and then, and then we get into the, this, like Friday, you know, we were on there, and, and the teacher's like, okay, we're gonna have a quiz. In this quiz, you are to defend your own existence. What? <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, you know, maybe it's not too late to go get a real degree like history or English. <laughs> so I just, I was like, the heck with this, I'm going. So I just got up and I started leaving. And the teacher was like, excuse me. Yeah? Where are you going? Who are you talking to? <laughs> I'll take the A. It's so expensive, these babies. God, they grow up, like, God, and then they, they go to college. It's like super expensive. And you gotta pick the right education. I graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Drama. That's like majoring in welfare. <laughs> it's by far the worst degree you could get. I had a buddy of mine graduate with me. Today, he works at a haunted house. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, well, hey man, hook me up with a job. He goes, whoa, whoa, it's not that easy. They just hook you up. You got to audition. I'm like, what are they looking for? Can you say boo? <laughs> How bad was the guy that didn't get that job? Meow. Meow. Bah. Just boo, buddy. That's all we were looking for. Like they're only hiring Broadway actors to play these ghosts. Is that how competitive it's getting? Some guy, well, I played King Lear three years in a row, ladies and gentlemen. I'm like, why well, the ghost? You'll see. Oh, here comes the people. I am a ghost. Oh, boo. Hello. <laughs> boo, would you like another? All right, boo. I continue long, continue long. I find you quite frightened. <laughs> I was an English major when I was in college. And it, being an English major doesn't like make you a comedian, but it does make you less hireable. Um, so your schedule really opens up for you to pursue your dreams, you know? I'm not distracted by salary or benefits. Unstoppable. The farthest I got in a job interview process was with a pyramid scheme company. 100% sure. In the interview, I realized like halfway through the interview, they were just like, Michael, if we hire you in 10 to 12 months, you could be owning and running your own company. Does that scare you? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> but it should scare you. <laughs> I was an English major. The only thing I know about capitalism is if I see a period, the next letter should be bigger. <laughs> When I was in college, my parents relocated to Chicago, and uh, I found them, and uh, <laughs> that's where I lived in the beginning of my career, and I liked it. It was great. My parents had an awesome washer and dryer. 
top of the line technology. Here's how it worked. I put my clothes in the washer and they came out and folded on my bed. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Until my mom heard that joke. <laughs> I realize though, like after college, a lot of people, they might feel bad living at home or they feel bad asking their parents for money. I, I, I did not. <laughs> the only time I felt bad asking my parents for money is if they were already asleep. <laughs> Wake up, mom and dad. I ordered pizza for you guys. <laughs> Michael, it's 11.30. Okay, I'll eat it. Uh, I need $65. I have some other expenses to take care of. I have uh, two degrees in clarinet, so yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That, that's why I do comedy. Uh, <laughs> Like, clarinet never comes in handy for anything unless maybe you're driving and then you hit a deer and uh, you don't have a crowbar in your trunk to put it out of its misery. <laughs> wow, last time I hit a deer, I had my clarinet with me and uh, I only got through like two songs and he was out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's how good I am. I'm excited. I just finished college. That's cool. Uh, thank you. Thank you. A, a few applause there. Uh, everyone else is like, you shouldn't have taken out the student debt. You shouldn't have done it. And I agree with you. I work collecting student debt, which is the opposite of being a comedian. <laughs> As a comedian, I'm like, yeah, laugh, forget about your problems. My day job, I'm like, hey, remember your problems? <laughs> I also try to be like a good Christian person in my life. And then my day job is collecting usury from the poor. It's not, <laughs> I don't have any leeway to sin anymore, you guys. Like, <laughs> I gotta toe the line. <laughs> my degree is in Spanish. That's what I got my degree in. Uh, that's not the only classes they made me take, though. They made me take these ethics classes when I was in school. Couldn't take them seriously, you guys. Couldn't get into them, because ethics classes are always full of these hypothetical scenarios, right, that are meant to test your ethics, but they're never based on anything that could happen in real life. Like the first day of class, my professor was like, John, imagine that you were driving down the road with your brother and you have the only vial with the cure for cancer in it. You get in a car crash, and if you pull your brother out of the wreckage, you'll break the vial and lose the cure for cancer. But if you do nothing, you'll save the vial, but your brother will die. What do you do? And I said, I would fire the guy who cured cancer and only made one vial full. <laughs> Who's this guy who's smart enough to cure cancer, but dumb enough to be like, yep, that's enough. <laughs> I can't see the world needing any more than this. <laughs> I'd also fire the guy who 
uh, entrusted the only vial with the cure for cancer to an undergraduate Spanish student and his aspiring rock guitarist brother. Want to know how that decision was made? We need to deliver this cure to Dr. Mendez. Unfortunately, he only speaks Spanish and the blues. All of a sudden, I'm saving the world with my 3.2 GPA. I don't think this is gonna work, you guys. I don't know. I feel like I would have gotten into it if there were realistic ethical dilemmas, right? Like something that could actually happen to you. Like, for example, imagine that, that you're in the park with your significant other, right? You're having a picnic, and you have a bucket of fried chicken. You say, we can't finish this, we'll just give it to the next person who walks by. And the next person who walks by is a black guy. If you give it to him, it's gonna look super racist, you guys. But here's the thing, if you don't, it won't look racist, but you just denied someone food just because they're black. So, that's a real ethical dilemma. I didn't give him the chicken, and I don't know if that's the right decision, but I didn't do it. Goodness, but now my kids are older, so my, ki uh, my son um, just turned 23, just graduated from the University of Delaware, so yay! I know, thank you. It's a blue hen. He's a blue hand and um, now he's a waiter and he lives at home. It's so great. He's so proud. It's so great. $200,000 and he's a waiter at home. How great is that? <laughs> Yay, biology. Yay. 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 He made $100 today. So happy. So happy. So proud. So proud. <laughs> it's a challenge. It's a challenge, right? You know? And I don't even know if like colleges teach kids real life experiences these days. I think they're missing gap a little bit. You know, so here's an, his student loans are coming in, right? And uh, so we wanted to go to the bank to, uh, it, well, his student loans, and they want to charge him $5 to pay the bill online. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Let's go down to the bank and uh, open a checking account. What? <laughs> we'll go down to the bank and we'll open a checking account. How do you go in the bank? You go in the bank. <laughs> Where are the doors? Behind the ATM. No, there's not. Yes, there are. There are doors and you go in the bank. No, you don't. Yes, you do. What's back there? People. What do they do? They give you a checking account. We, we walked through the doors. It was like Dorothy. What? You had no idea. No idea. Came home, he had to write his first bill. Write his first bill. $90. N-I-N-D-Y. Oh, intelligent crowd, intelligent crowd. Some, some crowds don't get that. Some $200,000, there's no D in 90. There's no D. There's no spell check for checks. <laughs> That's what I'm dealing with millennials. <laughs> so, but he figured it out and he, we, we talked through it. We talked through it, we, we, we did. And uh, so he came back and he, he had the check all written out and he was like, I got it, mom, I got it. Could I get a stamp and an envelope? And I was like, yeah, I'll give you a stamp, but you use the envelope it came with. He goes, no, I can't use that, it has a hole in it. $200,000. So proud. So I am wasting my college degree right before your eyes. Anybody want it? You can have it. Take over payments. Anyway, I was a business major. 
Yeah, learn to buy low, sell high from a textbook that cost me 60 bucks. Sold the back for three. Watch out, world, here I come. You guys got any colleges out here or anything? Uh, yeah, BYU. I know, man. I went to the sister school, BYOB. So. Let's, uh... Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to be a dentist, but it was it was like really hard. So I I couldn't go the regular route most people do, like a biology degree. So I had to outsmart them. So I tried to get a business degree, and uh, the only thing I came up with in my business classes was a genius invention for dentists called Tasty Gloves. <laughs> now you can go to tastygloves.com and see what I'm talking about. They're flavored dental gloves, okay? But not your lame flavors like strawberry or watermelon. Cool flavors like meatloaf and bacon. <laughs> And instead of being artificially flavored, each Tasty Glove handles bacon before it is sent out. And I wanna, <laughs> I wanna take that idea to uh, Shark Tank. Yeah. But I'm not even gonna prepare a sales pitch. I'm just gonna walk in, boom, kick open the door, slam my briefcase on the table, snap on a tasty glove and walk up to Mark Cuban and just put my finger in his mouth. Yeah. How much do you want to give me for tastygloves.com? Let's start in the millions. It's a terrific idea. I love it. Because I have a degree in broadcast journalism. Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. It's <laughs> about what it sounded like when we scored a touchdown. Uh, one unsure person. Go, you can beat Northwest, Southeast, Montana State. Who are we playing today? I don't even know. You guys got real sports here. That's what I like, yeah. We would just clap when the Amtrak train drove by. So, yeah. You can get there. Oh, but uh, at BYU-Idaho is... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
It's crazy. Like, they are really focused. They call themselves a discipleship training center. And it's a very apt name because it's a religious school. So they're training you to be kind of like a disciple. And what's great, if you remember in the Bible, it talks about the disciples went out with no, like, clothing, money, or skills. So did I. <laughs> I relied on the kindness of strangers, also known as my parents. <laughs> oh, true story. I actually went to college for seven years in Michigan. That's where I'm from. And uh, yeah, oh, thank you. You heard of it before? <laughs> Are you from Michigan? Really? No. Did you come all the way for the special? Or what's, uh, what's happened? <laughs> Like, we heard the little guys over there. We gotta go see them. <laughs> I live in a really small town called Chesoning, Michigan. Not sure if you've ever heard of that before. It's so small, it has one traffic light in the entire town. <laughs> very small, very awkward. Everybody gets to know each other. It's a weird town. Over the summer this year, the car wash in Chesoning burned to the ground. Like, <laughs> how does a car wash burn to the ground? <laughs> Whole thing is made out of water, right? It seems like that would have been the easiest fix in the world. Like, anybody got a quarter? <laughs> We're heroes. But I did. I went to Central Michigan University. I studied history. That was my major. Kind of a cool subject. You get to learn about all kinds of stuff that happened before. And uh, I, I majored on the presidents. And uh, there's a funny story about one of our presidents, uh, my favorite guy in the entire world, William Howard Taft. Uh, there was a story that apparently he was so tall and so large, he got stuck in the White House bathtub. <laughs> you ever hear that story? Like, I don't feel bad for Taft. I feel bad for the Secret Service agent that had to deal with the whole situation. <laughs> Can you imagine that? It's like his first day on the job. Like, all right, go ahead. What's that? <laughs> Fat eagle is stuck in the tub. <laughs> what code is that? I'm new. I don't even know. Oh, he's actually stuck in the tub. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Poor Taft is in trouble. He's just in the bathtub like this the whole time. <laughs> I'm stuck. So I went to college in New York. Do we, have any, do we have any college students here tonight by round of applause, you guys out there? Look at you guys. Will somebody yell right out what school you go to? How about in the middle there? Yell right out. BYU, I love that. BYU, that's the big school around here. I like how you didn't even give me the full words. You were just like, here's some letters, why don't you figure it out? <laughs> BYU, why don't you Google it, stranger? <laughs> no, I understand you're probably like in a hurry, so you can only just have time for just the first letters. They keep them real busy over there at that place. Uh, and, what, and a last question, what, do you, what are you studying over there at BYU? Actuarial science. Yeah, actuarial science, which I would recommend just calling it AS. <laughs> yeah, just to save time. Just, for... just feel like, you, you know, that's what you are doing before. Um, that's a great, that's a great major, of course. With that, you become, you say it, I don't want to both say it at the same, same exact time. An actuary, you actuary become an actuary. 
No, you actuary do. You actuary, actuary. I'm so confused. No, that's a good. Well, that's a, that's an awesome. I still don't know what it is. He's told me a lot of information. I'm no closer to knowing what actuary it actually is. Well, no, it's some with math, right? Is it math in there? Yeah. There is good. That's good. You like math? Okay, good, because that'd be weird if it, you were in math and every day you're like, ah, more numbers. <laughs> I hate math. Why did I do this whole thing? Uh, a lot of people don't like math. And I think I know um, when it happens is when you're in school and all of a sudden it's stopping applicable to regular life. Isn't that kind of it? Like, remember adding and subtracting? Nobody hated that because it's useful in regular life with regular everyday problems. You know, like say there's 13 of us, right? we have a 12-pack of beer. You gotta figure it out, right? 12 of you need to leave. And thanks so much for talking to me. I appreciate it. I, uh, about the college and... Uh, because I was doing a show, you guys all clapped when I said about colleges. You guys, this is a smart crowd. I can, I'm not, I'm not uh, just saying that. I could tell immediately you guys were going to be a good crowd and a smart crowd. There's, that's not true every night for us. Okay, every night is not. Like, I was doing a show last week. I was in um, whatever city makes it funny for you. And so I come on, I go, anybody here, you know, go to college, you know, make some noise. Where you guys had clapped? That place, dead silence. Seriously, nobody clapped. People were just looking at me like angry that I had brought it up. So I was panicking. I'm like, I gotta change this question, you know, so some people can answer. So I go, that's okay. You know, anybody here ever know anybody that went to college? Nobody. Um, anybody ever drive by a college? Anybody know how to spell college? What, what if I let you work in groups? Has anyone ever made a collage? Thank you so much for laughing at that. They did not laugh at it in, in whatever city you picked. This one guy came up to me after the show and he was like, hey, comedy guy. And I was like, what's up, man? You know? And he goes, he goes, what in the heck's a studio apartment? And so I explained to him what it was. He'd never heard of it, you know? And he goes, do you realize for, for that much money that you spent, you could get in this town like a 10-bedroom house on about 20 acres of land? And I was like, I know, man, but the only problem is out the front door, you got you to live here. <laughs> Some people got offended by that and we didn't even name the place. They're just like, oh, those poor people of that fake town. I feel bad for those pretend people. So. Uh, like I said, though, I'm a, I'm a college student right now. I'm actually about to graduate in three months. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. College is a really exciting time because, you know, it feels like you can make your life into whatever you want it to be. You can be a totally different person than you were in high school. You know, Tyler Johnson's not twisting your nipples anymore. The door is wide open. Uh, you know, 
you can follow your dreams and, and do what you're really passionate about. Uh, which is why I chose to study accounting for five years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, do you ever look at your life and you're just like, who did this? <laughs> who thought this would be funny? Oh, I did this, that's right. <sighs> so I'm an accounting major. <laughs> Uh, the program I'm in is really competitive. It's a tough program. And being in a tough business school is like being on a sinking ship where they have to like throw stuff overboard so the ship stays afloat. Except instead of throwing over excess cargo, it's all of your likes and interests. <laughs> we gotta get this off the ship. What's in there? Uh, feelings. Don't have time for those this year. Just gonna have to do without. Why did we ever come aboard the USS business? We were so enticed by the exotic destination of a business park in Billings, Montana. I don't know what one would do on the USS business if that were a real thing. Like, what's the nightly entertainment? Do you just get drunk and watch TED Talks? Is that what happens? We got, we got Ted in the house tonight, I guess. It's just the reaction I was going for. I saw that you have an Ikea. I drove by your Ikea. Uh, that is a... Has anyone... You've done the Ikea? Oh, yeah! Oh, you've all done the Ikea. <laughs> well, yeah. Swedish meat, you're just there for the meatballs. <laughs> you're like, I think they sell furniture too. I don't know. We just go there for lunch, you know. <laughs> Sample plate. Yeah, Patty got very ambitious with the IKEA idea. <laughs> and uh, it sat in our living room for about two or three weeks. And then she pulls the directions out and, <laughs> and she goes, uh, You're the college boy. Jump right in. I majored in English. <laughs> like, all right. So, spelling error, <laughs> misuse of the umlaut, <laughs> Swedish thing, thank you. They're, they're using the semicolon like they just discovered it. It's like, they, they, at one point they wrote, assembly time, semicolon, one hour. <laughs> I think what they meant was, assembly time, wink, one hour. Not even close. <laughs> Took me an hour to find Joe. <laughs> I love college. I want to go back to college. I got my master's. I really want my doctorate. I just want to keep, I love it, but it's so expensive. I have a new hero. Her name is Amy Creighton. This woman is 89 years old and just graduated with her bachelor's degree. 89. Yeah, they asked her, what are you going to do now, Amy? And she said, what? <laughs> She borrowed more money and she's going for her master's degree. Good for you, Amy. You know what? You may not have to pay back those student loans. I'd do the same thing. Just rack them all up. Yeah, I'll take the full amount, government. I decided to major in business because I like watching TV late at night. And uh, there reaches a certain point of night 
where every commercial is either for a singles line or a technical school. They just assumed that I'm lonely and uneducated, which was true, but I didn't like them assuming it about me. <laughs> I especially liked the ad for Steven Tenniger College, because in that ad, they made it seem like all you needed to know about business was how to point at a chart and smile. And as a person on my couch at 2 a.m., like, I think I could do that. <laughs> Actually, my first job out of college, this is true, was at Steven Seneger College. I had to go to four years of real school to work at a fake one. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Steven Seneger. <laughs> and my job was making charts. I didn't get to point at the charts, so tonight, if you'll allow me, I want to live out my dream and point at some charts. All right, there's another comedian that points at charts. His name's Dimitri Martin. What was that? Is that, I think they were hypnotized at some point in the past. And their trigger word for some reason is Dimitri Martin. And then, When you say Dimitri Martin, they turn into a chicken. <laughs> so this chart shows how the longer I point at charts, the more I'm ripping off Dimitri Martin. Now I make charts for a living and these charts are all just charts about other charts. So I hope after I've explained slash justified myself, I will go down to what I'm calling an acceptable level of joke theft. And that's me. Now, when you're making charts, it's important to know which kind of chart to use. For example, this is a bar graph about how much pie I ate. And I feel like there's a better way to represent this data. This chart shows how much of this pie chart is a line graph. That much. This is Pac-Man. Now, Pac-Man looks like a pie chart, but if you want to graph how much Pac-Man looks like a pie chart, don't use a pie chart. I'll explain. These are charts about how much a pie chart looks like Pac-Man. This looks 50% like Pac-Man, 65% like Pac-Man. Now when you get to about 75%, he looks exactly like Pac-Man. So remember, these are just charts about how much a pie chart looks like Pac-Man. So if he, try and keep up. If he looks exactly like Pac-Man, then you have to fill the whole thing in, right? So if you want to graph how much a pie chart looks like Pac-Man, this is the actual way. You reach a maximum level of Pac-Man, and then it goes down. This is the Pac-Man paradox. Yeah. We're learning together. We're learning together. This is a chart about how much the last chart looks like a hill. It remains constant over time. 
This is a chart about how much the last chart about the chart before it looks like a hill. Not at all. So, we have another problem. Because this chart looks like a hill except for the axis. So, if you want to graph how much it looks like a hill, you get Pac-Man again. Which, this is how much doesn't look like a hill and how much that does. So, in conclusion, the double derivative of Pac-Man is a hill, and the double derivative of a hill is Pac-Man. Yeah. Thank you for appreciating my discovery. This is like Goodwill Hunting. All right, uh, my sister came home and she was asking, she's learning about improper fractions, but she came home and asked me, what's an indecent fraction? And I said, it's a fraction that goes around naked all the time. And that's what that looks like. I blurred out the naughty bits because this is a family show. So these are some other fractions that I taught my sister. This is an irrelevant fraction. VHS over facts. No one uses that stuff anymore. This is an immature fraction. Poop over farts. Obviously equals sharts. It's a very immature joke. This is actually the lowest common denominator. Now this one's a little more complicated. This is infinity over P, so there's a lot of uncontrollable P happening, thereby an incontinent fraction. This is an imperceptible fraction. I don't know if you can see that. It's hard to see. Uh, whenever people talk about gun control, they talk about how the gun attack rate in Australia went down after they banned guns, but what they don't tell you is how much the boomerang attack increased. This is a chart I made about the rate of boomerang attacks. As you can see, it goes down, but as boomerangs are known to do, it comes back. And boomerang attacks are very tragic because every boomerang attack is a murder-suicide. And I just throw it out but it comes right back. I had one more boomerang joke. Can't remember. Hoping it comes back to me. What? Yeah, that's right. Three of the same boomerang joke in a row. Because when you joke about boomerangs, the same joke comes back. It's the last one. This is a chart about obesity in America. It was a pie chart, but we ate it. So they, uh, when I went to college, I was a music major, and they say that college is supposed to prepare you for the real world, it's supposed to be a stepping stone to the real world. I feel like there's nothing more unlike the real world than college. I think second grade is more like the real world. Because <laughs> think about it, in college, you can nap anytime you want. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do the bare minimum of work, and your parents will still tell you they're proud of you. (laughs) Not in second grade. (laughs) Nap time's over after kindergarten. If you get a note sent home from your teacher, you're grounded. Here's why. In second grade... Your parents still think that you have potential. (laughs) You can still make something in your life. By the time you're in your third senior year of college, (laughs) they're numb to your failures. You can't hurt them anymore. In college, you can study whatever you want, no matter how useless it is. Not in second grade. Definitely not in the real world. Hey, real world, today I was thinking I would study mid-century European art. And the real world's like, oh yeah, that does sound awesome, but I got some other plans for you today. (laughs) Today, you're gonna learn why renter's insurance was a good idea yesterday. (laughs) If you love what you heard today, don't keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family, and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon with even more laughs. Join the fucking funny community today.